Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back to Recall the Midwife. We are three super fans, and each week we watch an episode and discuss. This week we're watching series six, episode five. I'm Becky. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Just a reminder that this week's episode deals with death and dying, grief, and mental illness. So if those are topics you would prefer to skip this time, we understand and hope you join us for the next one. In this week's episode, we meet Ivy Jackson, a cousin of Fred's with a son, Reggie, who has Down syndrome. Ivy leaves Reggie at home one Sunday while she goes to church, but tragically dies while she is there. Fred and Tom break the news to Reggie, and Fred takes him home to Vi while they figure out how to care for him long term. Sheila, back at work now, finds a care home that is perfect for Reggie and and his needs. Fred and Vi are sad to have Reggie leave, but no, it's the place he will be happiest. Meanwhile, Sister Julianne has hired Valerie Dyer and she begins to work at Nanata's house. Trixie takes on an expectant mother who isn't suffering labor pains, but the pain of a terrible tooth abscess. Trixie meets Mr. Dockerel, a dentist, and he is able to convince Crystal Williams, the mother, that he can take care of her teeth. He cares for her dental work with Trixie's assistance, and when Crystal goes into labor, Mr. Dockerel, Christopher, assists Trixie. They bond over the whole experience and Christopher asks Trixie out on a date. Last, Sister Winifred begins to learn to drive with Phyllis's help and Sister Monica Joan and Fred discover Sister Mary Cynthia is at Lynchmere, a very austere and severe mental hospital. Oh, girls. You know what I really liked? This episode started, you know, with old Jenny. Yeah. Children is not simple. A mother's task is to nurture, protect. It actually really made me cry. It was really emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bex, you're on. You're on. It sounds off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I didn't even pay attention to that. <laughs> I'm recording a podcast, but it doesn't really matter if the sounds. No, she meant my the Vanessa Redgrave thing. Oh. Is not simple. My sound was off because I was eating avocado on toast, and I didn't want the listeners to have to listen to that. 
well, I apologize in advance for my sniffles. I my allergies kicked off about an hour ago, and I don't know why. So that's going to be fun for all of us. So. I'm also going to apologize in case you can hear any banging. Because my husband is currently putting a load of Halloween decorations up all outside mm. and downstairs. So yeah. we've obviously so, got Halloween. So some ex- extra audio, you know, engagement for you all on this yeah. beautiful day that and you're my listening. My six year olds playing with all this Halloween stuff, giggling her head off outside the door. So <laughs> should we start with um, Crystal Williams' story? Now I hate teeth. They really it really puts me on edge. So this was a great storyline. You know, when you see the name Crystal, when you hear the name Crystal, what does it evoke for you? I always think like quite a glamorous American, blonde hair. Oh, I think oh. of a stripper. Oh. <laughs> oh. You know what, girls? I have two co-workers that are named Crystal, one with a C and one with a K. But I've they're... never known a Crystal with a K. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a Kardashian. I have heard, I have had, I have had another Crystal with a K that I've met before. But It's not a big yeah. name in the UK. My mum wants to no. call Crystal Ball. Uh-huh. Like an actual girl called Crystal Ball, not that she taught Crystal Ball. It, you know, she taught it how to say the future. No, she taught an actual girl called Crystal Ball. But oh. no, it's not a big it, is, here. it is quite unusual for the sixties, isn't That's it? What I'm saying, yeah, I thought it was a very unusual name for her. Like normally they're called like Mabel or you know Dot or just names yeah. that are just more at that era. Edna. Yeah. yeah. So Trixie gets called out to Crystal because she's in pain. Trixie refers to her as the most miserable woman in Poplar, doesn't she? That's probably because of her teeth. She's just really uncomfortable all the time. Oh, yeah, that's what a title to have as well, because there's been some right misses, haven't there? <laughs> there mm-hmm. really have. Mm-hmm. So, so why did her husband ring the midwife? He knew it was a teeth. So why was he bringing the midwife? Yeah, and she was like, I didn't know why he didn't to the doctor. Oh God, yeah. when the when the when he was like literally when she was asking him to pull a tooth out with the pliers, that was that was sending me. Like the idea of having a tooth pulled out with pliers, like I don't care what pain you're in before that happens. I mean, you you would literally pass out and be gone, you know, and God knows how much oh, oh girls, oh girls. Well, you know, I'm I just lit- gonna talk about one. Well, I literally had experience of this this week because I was with my nephew and he bit into something and his tooth was ready to come out, so it just went at an angle and he was like, <gasps> and I just I walked away and left him. <laughs> So I was just like, I can't deal with this. So I went back once he'd got it out himself. He pulled his own tooth out. Well, it was well, it was it a was baby ready. tooth, right? It was like a ready. It was like a yeah. yeah. It was oh, like okay. a baby tooth. It was ready to come. Well, oh, I was just okay. saying this story really quick because you two know about this. I got a phone call from school the other day. Yes. To go and collect my daughter. And I was like, the, no, already when you see the, sc- the school come up on your phone, you're like, <gasps> and I, I answered it. I was like, oh my God, everything okay? And they were like, yes, yes, she's fine. But she's been, been in a lot of pain. She's crying. I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, her tooth's wobbly. And I'm like, what? <laughs> And they're like, can you come and pick her up? Basically, she'd been crying all day on and off. And the school, the teacher was obviously like, oh, just get her mom. Just get her mom. Because <laughs> she was obviously so I can't annoying. deal with this anymore. <laughs> this kid is so... But anyway, I turned up at school and they're like, have you got Calpol for you taking her home? I was like, I didn't know Calpol was an option. I just thought, like, you know, like I would have just brought Calpol. Anyway, I just brought her home and she was just like, oh, don't go. Don't go over bumps too fast, mummy. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't go over bumps too fast, mummy. I was like, I was like that with you when I was literally having you, like your head was coming out of me and I felt like that. So don't you dare. I said, you're being really dramatic. Anyway, we came home and I got to look and I said, look, I thought, I thought we're going to have three days of this if this carries on. I'm not having this. She's just crying. It's just so terrifying. It just hurts so much. So she's very dramatic. I don't know where she gets it from. And, uh, <laughs> so no anyway, idea. Yeah, I don't so anyway, I was like, well, let's try twisting it really gently. So she started twisting it and I just moved her hand and the whole tooth came out and I was like, phew. <laughs> Uh, but also the other story I've got on teeth is that my pregnancy absolutely killed my teeth because uh, a lot of women in pregnancy, so I don't know if you know this, but in the NHS, yes. 
women get yeah. dental cards for like a, a year after their yeah. you, know, you get free, free pregnancy free. like leeches everything out of your body yes. and my I, my tooth literally crumbled uh, i had to have a crown which would have been like 800 quid or something ridiculous and on the nhs obviously it was free because i've oh. just been pregnant try like three thousand dollars in the u.s but okay yeah, yeah. and it oh, happened free. to my aunt because when she had my cousin it he literally drained all the calcium from her teeth yeah. yeah isn't it yeah. crazy it's really common yeah. it's like but a, i think with horrible. crystal it was a bit she's not been brushing her teeth well she's not been brushing her teeth also she's had about a bazillion kids how many kids that flat how grim was her flat? well they said this was her fifth one so her teeth should have just been like powder by that point okay now i just have to also like tell our listeners this because i feel that now this is anecdotal information so i'm not a doctor i'm not a dentist obviously i'm no mr doctoral okay but <laughs> i have sensitive teeth so my teeth generally are just sensitive to like you know not so much hot but cold things and i had a feeling maybe like two months ago maybe two and a half months ago something like that yeah and um (laughs) aren't i so fancy and and i usually find this like after i have a filling filled my tooth is kind of a little like you know sensitive for like a a while but then it settles down i also have like i always used to have to get the bite adjusted and things like that because whatever long story short my teeth were like not settling down and i was like having a really hard time chewing and eating like cold foods especially on the left side of my mouth and so i was like oh what am i gonna do and but like i'm in the process of moving as everyone knows and i'm like it wasn't like that bad so i was like well i just can't deal with this right now like i'm just gonna have to kind of like just you know whatever figure it out later well anyways i was on tiktok okay you know, that amazing medical journal TikTok. And I was looking at different videos. Listen, she keeps giving us medical advice about stuff. I know this is not medical advice. This is purely anecdotal. Okay. And I'm only going to recommend something that is available over the counter. But I'll just say, I, I was watching this TikTok about this man and he was like, oh, I read this book. And basically what they say is that there's an ingredient called xylitol. Have you guys ever heard of xylitol? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But it's really good for teeth. And it has like, like a lot of like, pro- like scientifically proven restorative, like, you know things for teeth right like it can Is really it help a lot of gum? it's in a lot of gums yeah. it's in mouthwash like it's in products but you have to kind of look yeah. for it because it's not yeah. in everything you know it's like has to like be an ingredient in there and i've been told many times that i need to like really get better about my flossing because i'm not a great flosser like okay like admitting it i'm coming clean oh okay? they, they keep telling me that as well yeah like, and i had not get any younger. guys they, guys i've never been told that just saying and I had already upgraded to an electric toothbrush like a year ago but anyways so I was like okay I gotta I gotta I'm gonna like overhaul my tooth regimen because I really want to see if I can fix this myself so long story short or long story long whichever way you look at it I started like every single night like in addition to toothbrushing I would floss and then I'd rinse with this I got this um brand called Therabreath I think it's called if you go to if in America this is not endorsed by Call them and recall them in live podcast. Carry on. If they want to sponsor us, they can. Well, I, yeah, exactly, exactly. Therapreth, like, call me up. But I, it's a, it's a pink bottle. It's like a bright pink bottle with an orange cap, and it has xylitol on it. And so I would use the mouthwash as the last step in my like tooth routine at and and the evening. And I've been doing that for maybe not a month, but like at least like three weeks plus. And listen again, this is this is not medical advice, but I'm just saying my teeth are feeling a lot better and a lot like cleaner, like consistently cleaner like they just feel like way fresher and like better and so because the tooth issue was like so prominent in this one I was just like I'm sorry but I have to give this recommendation so listen at listeners I'm just saying if if you're I'm just rec- I'm just saying this is my experience and I just wanted to share the knowledge you do with it what you will but you know how to take care of our teeth teeth are an amazing indicator of overall health so <laughs> Anyway. Do you know what I've also heard that everybody uses mouthwash at the wrong step because it sounds like it's your last step. It's my last step, yeah. You're supposed to do it before you brush your teeth because it loosens up the plaque, and then when you brush your teeth, 
Oh, see, I loosen the plaque with the with the floss and then I brush and then I rinse everything out. And I because see the thing they say about the about the mouthwash is that you're supposed to let it sit for like 30 minutes without eating Gales, or drinking. Gales. We've gone on about tea too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like tea. Let's talk about the fact that there was a, it was a whole big deal with teeth going on. Yeah. So and Crystal had very bad tea. Didn't yeah. wash them. They were awful. I'm getting us back on track. Come they were on, do you know what? Like black. You know what? I hated the scene where she ultimately. Oh, and then it just coincided that Sister Winifred was so excited about it, like some sort of like Dead pushing to push teeth brushing. They should have recruited Jen. Um, <laughs> so it just so happened that Mister Dockrell was at clinic. Crystal had got an abscess, it got infected. Dr. Turner had given her antibiotics, but he was like, we can't have, we need this sorted out by the time you give birth because it's going to raise your blood pressure. Yeah. Also, he sorts her out. He sorts her out at a dentist appointment. And she doesn't keep it because she's nervous. But the abscesses are like literally causing an infection that could like really hurt her. Like Dr. Turner has to give her antibiotics and he's like, this is really bad for you. Like even separate from the tooth thing, like this infection could like really harm you because it could get in your bloodstream or whatever else. Who knows? Yeah, and you've seen the state of the teeth. I don't think she's the brightest as far. Like if anyone, if you'd if you'd have had teeth like that, you'd brush him. Oh, also, Mr. You know Dockerall, the dentist, sounds also, like, like way, a kids' book. Mr. Dockerall, the dentist. I know, but also, like you guys, I mean, okay, like this is rude, but like her breath must have been so horrible. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not, it's not real. Did we, so. did we get a close up of her husband's teeth? What were his teeth? They like? were a bit rubbish as well. I, I looked because I was thinking, <laughs> oh, how does he kiss her? But it's was the same. Oh, well, maybe if you both have bad breath, then it doesn't bother you. Mr. Docker tells her that she's going to have to have all of her teeth out and she's going to have to have dentures. Yeah. Um, But then she's crying to her husband and saying that she's ugly. But he says, not to me, you're not. And I just thought, he's essentially (laughs) saying you are to everybody else. I know. I hate those kind of things. Like, to me, you're beautiful. So (laughs) what you're saying is, I'm rack. But you think I'm all right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think that's really mean. Just tell her she's no, she's not ugly. Full oh, stop. God. Although on the flip side of that, and I, I feel like I just watched a movie where this line was used. On the flip side of that, have you ever heard like in a movie where it's like, oh my God, as soon as I saw you, you were the most beautiful woman I'd ever laid eyes on. And like, again, that's like, a, that is a compliment, but it's only like, it's kind of the same thing but in reverse it's like well you're only comparing to every woman you've seen and it's only your opinion so it's like well i mean it's a really wonderful compliment like i would love to get that compliment but i'm just saying like it's kind of basically if you're gonna give jen a compliment make sure you've got at least a hundred people you've surveyed <laughs> i was gonna say jen i've never read that problem no one's ever said that to me that's not sad i've read it either it said to me either and believe me if anyone did say it i would love it but i'm just saying like but she won't believe it unless you've got a hundred other people who said yes they also agree <laughs> and also like do you I... think trixie was a bit rude to, uh, to mr Docker? i'm getting us back on track today girls do you think trixie <laughs> was a bit rude to mr Docker when she first met him yeah defo of course she was like, like I'm my mothers need peace you. and quiet and you're you're really noisy with your trying to actually keep kids in, t- in poplar's teeth healthy <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, see, the thing that's funny is like, and this is a little bit of foreshadowing, but like, like she's kind of rude to Mr. Dockerell at the start, but then like they kind of, you know, like forge a bond after they like work together. And then she sees like what a really nice man he is and everything. And when she meets a man later on, shall we say, now granted the initial meeting has its own flavor or whatever, but then after that, she continues to kind of be like a little bit of a bossy boots. And then they kind of bond over like shared things. I think this is kind of like Trixie's MO a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. 
a little bit because remember how she was like didn't she say something to tom when they first met she was like no i guess she did just kind of go for it no actually no anyways now my, my brain is mush i don't remember but anyways just to say like i hated the scene where they were pulling their teeth out same i'm not gonna lie and i tried horrific. to look away but then they were jumping from scene to scene and then they just kept coming back to it i was like oh oh well, it was, she it, had was the... it was just so long and i know that's what teeth look like but oh i know well and like the fact that her mouth was kind of bloody and like when she was like laughing because of the gas it was like all gums and it was do you recognize the actress by the way no she's in line of duty oh i've not watched line of duty oh you should it's brilliant wait 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 yes i do who's she in line of duty again say she's just in the last series she's one of the other detectives oh okay yeah 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 and she's brilliant she's she's doing loads of stuff she's brilliant what got me was she's literally had every single tooth out and you gave her the tiniest bit of cotton wool for her mouth and then just one cotton ball he was like here just like gently dab this over your absolutely like bleeding to death gums um (laughs) it was ridiculous and then like and then when when he told her to count back from 10 do you think she just couldn't count maybe i thought that because trixie had to like kind of do it with her trixie counted with her and then she followed i thought she probably can't count back from 10 also trixie really annoyed me here because she was obviously making sure she was at the procedure because obviously she was her midwife and she was a bit she was fine watching him do that and everything and then when crystal went into labor so spoiler alert crystal then went into labor straight after the surgery basically Mm -hmm. yeah it was dental surgery and she was a bit like i've got it from here and he was like, well, no, I need to stay with my patient. Just exactly the same as you've just done. So shut it. Uh, I like the way you put her in a place. Well, he, you know, you have to be a strong character. But also, the other bit, when she was in labour and he was like, oh, she needs she needs gas and air. She needs drugs. And she was like, well, she's managing perfectly fine on her own. I thought, no, give her the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> she's got double whammy. She just had all her teeth out. And well, now she's giving birth. But the way Trixie said it, she was like, this is her fifth one, so it's basically going to just fall right out. Like, we don't even have to do very much, you know? <laughs> and he was like, said- well done, well done. And he's like, give her a compliment being nice. And she's like, I have done this once or twice before, Mr. Dockerell. Fucking heck, Trixie. She calmed down. Although, wait, girls. Okay, again, I'm not, I'm not, this is truly on topic. I had, have I already told this on the podcast? Anyway, if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. But I had four wisdom teeth taken out at the same time. And it was like, you know, that was, that was the biggest dental surgery I've ever had in my whole life. And hopefully ever will have. But when I went home, the doctor, the, the orthodontist had, or the orthopedics, orthopedic surgeon or whatever the, the guy who did orthodontist? The, took the, yeah orthodontist he took he gave me pen, pain medication for like obviously that time right and then he was like here's a prescription go get you know for like yeah. keep, for the keep going basically and so i went to the local pharmacy and i dropped it off and they were like oh it's gonna be like an hour or something like that and i was like okay that's fine i'll come back well i went home and i was like really starting to feel bad you know like the pain was really coming back and so i was like i can't wait anymore so i and i lived in new york at the time so i didn't i like and my friend was with me but you know i was just like i have to walk back down there and get this medicine and i walked in there and he was like oh he's like you're back already he's like i don't have that ready for you and i was like okay well i'm just gonna wait because like i i just can't take it and he was like what happened and I told him and he was like oh it's not that bad and I I literally wanted to absolutely strangle this man but long story short I did get my pain medication but it was absolutely harrowing like like it was incredible incredible pain like I literally thought my head was going to split open I thought my body was just going to fall off and it was so painful and my point being that if I had to go through that and be nine months pregnant and give birth all at the same time I just don't know like I mean I I really have to hand it to Crystal like going through the like having and I had only four she had her whole mouth taken out all of them although it must have given her a lot of relief because those teeth must have been painful Oh, they must have been terribly painful. I was thinking about that. She still had the abscess, even if well, the abscess. Well, 
I mean, the thing is the abscess, even with the antibiotics, how is the abscess really going to like totally clear if the tooth aren't out? Because I mean, like, you know, like, and I thought, well, he probably had, I think he even said this, like, he's like, I have to take all of them out and then I have to let it heal. Like, so that we can get your dentures to even like go in because obviously I can't put dentures on top of like whatever it is. You know what I mean? She's on a soup diet for only two weeks or something. Yeah. Soup. Hang on, I've not got any wisdom teeth. Bex, have you got wisdom teeth? Yeah, mine are partially erupted. I've not got anything. I'm not wise. You must do. Wait a minute. You had had to have had them, though. No, no, they're not. No, I haven't. I've been been to the dentist, guys. Uh, They never never (laughs) just just never come through. They never come through, no. It explains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, so um, I've got got four (laughs) fillings as well. Oh, okay. I just recently had my first filling. You just had your first filling? Well done, Yeah, then. And I was terrified of the injection at the start. It's not nice. That's my worst part of the filling. Oh. Well, I thought it was going to be horrific and it was actually fine. Well, do you know what? I had to go to have a filling. This is about a year ago. And I had no one to pick my daughter up from school. And my appointment was like two. So I thought, oh, I've got to pick her up a quarter past three. It'll be fine. And they were running dead late. And I was like, I don't have time. I was like, they were like, we've got in just enough time, but we can't deaden it. You can just have it in. I was like, just do it. Just do it. And I thought it was going to be horrific. It was absolutely fine. Oh, I didn't okay. appreciate I didn't appreciate just how numb my ha- my face would be. I thought in half an hour, that's going to be back to So I just went into the office. <laughs> yeah, and you're just droopy, aren't you? Everyone just laughed at me all day. <laughs> uh, it's the weirdest feeling. It really is the weirdest feeling. Do you think with the actress, so once she got her dentures and she looks at them, those were her teeth, weren't they? Yeah, they were her real teeth. I think they were. No, I thought they looked too perfect. They look, but then I was like, did they pick the actress based on the teeth? No, I don't think so. Because no, I've seen a play with the things. I'm telling you now, I don't think they're real teeth. Well, but the thing is, but then they they could have they could picks between actresses based on who looks like they've got dentures. No, they could just (laughs) they could just put a denture in the thing. I think they've just put a denture in front. Like it's not hard. I suppose I'd have to go back. I mean, because the thing is, they've clearly like taken her real teeth and just put like yellow and black makeup on the on her real teeth. Yeah, yeah, and they weren't as perfect as the dentures at the end, which is why I'm saying that was dentures. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, spoiler alert, because Trixie and Mister Dockrell, Christopher, as soon as the teeth were out, it was Chris. Call me Christopher. Um, <laughs> okay, even, though, even though her, her fangs were out for him the whole time, you obviously like. Oh, she was like crap. She was smiling the whole time, but also she was like, well, I guess now that we don't have our professional entanglement, then I guess I can go out to dinner with you. Yeah, but the thing is, she wasn't that professional. She was barking at him the whole time. (laughs) I like that he wasn't... Sometimes when you see the doctors, because I know dentists aren't doctors. I'm not doing them down a disservice, but they're not doctors. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not calling them, but they're not doctors, okay? You you just call them mister, don't you? You don't call them doctor. I like that he wasn't austere, because sometimes when we see people, doctors at the hospital, like, they're awful, whereas he was genuinely nice, and he was dead excited seeing the baby being born. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's what really annoyed me. He was genuinely like, oh, well done, really excited by it. And she was like, it's just my job, go away. <laughs> also, I think he was saying well done to Crystal, not to Trixie. Yeah, he was, he was as well. Yeah, exactly. Well done, yeah. well done. Yeah. Also, I've... can I just do a shout out to Crystal's kids? So Crystal had a bit of a nervous breakdown in between. And she was kind of like getting her kids to brush their teeth because she didn't want them to be like she was because she was a bit upset about it. And she's all hormonal and upset. And, and basically, one of the kids was like crying. And that kid was doing amazing crying acting. Because he was <laughs> crying, but he was looking like he was crying and he was doing his shoulders like he was crying. I was like, <laughs> that's like, that's like, that's a future Oscar winner right there. 
<laughs> oh man i also feel like just to go back to christopher like did you guys kind of feel like he's one of those type of guys where like you meet him for the first time and you're like yeah okay whatever and then after like da, 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 like by the end when he asked her on the date i was like oh he's so sweet he's so cute <laughs> dreamy like no, oh honest, Christopher. I'm gonna be really honest I thought he was a bit bland not gonna be I'm gonna be honest I thought he was a bit bland and he was totally fine to be like spoken to like crap and then still asks her out on a date I was a bit like all right Mr Vanilla yeah but maybe bit... maybe women don't normally like maybe likes that she's a bit feisty like maybe he's used to women just being like oh. if he wants a difficult life that's up to him <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be easy their relationship let's just like never forget also like i did feel like his best feature was his smile which i feel like with dentists it's like it always is you know what i mean yeah like, he did have really good have teeth. teeth i reckon they chose him on his teeth <laughs> They were like, open up. You've got you playing a dentist, mate. Yeah, exactly. Well, they were both just smiling like a lot. Like they both were like showing off their teeth a lot, and it felt very pronounced. You know, like especially. And I don't know if that was just me because it was like, oh, they're doing the the dental thing or whatever. But it just felt like everyone's teeth were really on display. It worked out. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad it worked out. Should we talk about Ivy and Reggie next? Yes. So oh, Ivy is oh, a scene. Oh. oh no, this is heartbreaking. Ivy is oh. a seamstress. She's also Fred's cousin. Also, mm-hmm. do you recognise the actress, either of you? I did recognise it, but I couldn't tell you what she's been in. She's been yeah. in loads of things, but in she's most famous for Quadrophenia years ago. Oh, I, know, I know that show. Yeah, yeah it's not a show, but go ahead. <laughs> so <laughs> we find out that film. she's... Oh, film. Oh, okay. Should we find out that she's A, Fred's cousin, and B, Trixie's seamstress. Yeah, Barbara's and, gone to... and Barbara's new seamstress. Yeah. Barbara's yeah. gone to her to get a dress made. But she's a having cocktail, twinges. A cocktail dress. A cocktail dress, which for, she then wears to the cinema at the end. Yeah, oh, I know. Right. Yeah. I was like, she's very dressed up for the cinema. Yeah, but maybe that's what they used to do then. Yeah, it must have been. Because actually when... So Ivy is having a lot of pain. She goes to church on the Sunday and she basically drops dead in the aisle. Oh, oh it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. But she said to Barbara that her dress will be ready for Sunday and she'll bring it to church. And I was just thinking, I wonder if Barbara got a dress. But she, she did. She did. She wore it again. She walked out, she walked out with the package. <laughs> <laughs> she made sure she would yoink out of the dead body under her arm. Now that I've, I've before, before the, the bigger artist set in, she wasn't having the dress stuck under there. I can die in peace. I finished Barbara's dress. Like I've done it all. <laughs> Now, I I just found this storyline heartbreaking because it was yeah. the fact that Reggie didn't really understand what happened with his mum and the fact that they told, yeah, they told him that... came round yeah, and they, were trying to let themselves into the house. They were like, can you let us in? And he didn't really know whether to let them in because she's always like, don't let anyone in. And she's, he's like, when are you going to be back? Show me on the clock. She's like, the big hand on the six, the little hands on the 12. So that's how he knew when she was going to be coming home. And So then Tom and Fred come and they're like, look, you know, we're really sorry, but, you know, your, your mum's died and she's not coming back kind of thing she's falling asleep and he's like well when's she coming back like they told him and then he was like yeah but when's she coming back and they're like, yeah, he no. was like what time will it be when she comes back from doesn't she say something like come back from seeing god or something yeah so like, it's god now and well, i just was- i found that heartbreaking it was yeah, really sad. It was really sad to watch that scene because, I mean, obviously for all the reasons, but like the way they, the way they've written the script is that, you know, it's like, okay, you know, when your mom's passed away and, you know, she's, she's gone to sleep and she's gone to, you know, thing like that. And then he's like, okay. He's like, well, all right. And then he's like, I'm hungry. Can I have my tea? And they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And then he's yeah, like, Yeah, we don't think this is processed or really got to yeah, handle it. And then it's just, and then it's, and it feels weird. It feels, and it, fe- and I, when I watched it, honestly, I was like, oh, that, that's, 
really it felt very insensitive honestly like that was kind of my feeling when I watched it but then he's like so wait a minute so is mom gonna be home for dinner and it's like oh okay like you're really not getting this and I will say this like one thing and I don't know kind of how okay so Reggie's 21 in the show because yeah says it's still that's how old he is but I'm not sure if they if they will at some point or you know kind of like give an idea of what his like developmental age is in in relation to that you know his his issues and things but one thing that that I remembered from when I was in my master's program because we were working in a in a hospice unit and everything is that we talked about you know kind of how to discuss death and dying with children in an age-appropriate way for them and I remember one of the pieces of advice that was given was that you should always really speak in very literal terms that are appropriate to the age of the child so you know you want to table things you know obviously dependent on you know their their ability to you know process things but one thing that they recommended was never to say that you know like grandma has fallen has like gone to sleep and she's not going to wake up because it can give kids like a real terrible phobia about sleeping yeah, about that going to sleep, gonna go to sleep yeah. and never and never waking up you know like like sometimes as adults and like older people we use like metaphors and illusions and things like that to kind of explain things but kids especially like younger kids like under the age of 10 like really don't that doesn't well, we really had experience them. when our cat died yeah you know how my daughter's really spooky you know how much she loves death and oh, it's a bit too much she draws him as a ghost all the time but um <laughs> but we said she stopped breathing because i didn't want her to have to think about sleep and right he can't breathe he doesn't he stopped breathing he doesn't breathe anymore you know yeah so his body's not working, but his spirit's up in heaven, we were saying. I don't know, just trying to make it feel better. But yeah, 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 yeah. But when I, I just... what, how, how irresponsible of Ivy, because she's she was having twinges, so she's clearly have was having health problems, but she just had she had no plan of what was gonna happen. Yeah. I know, I but yeah, I no, you're cri- right, you're I don't right. criticize her. I don't criticize her for like not realizing her twinges were something more serious, but I do think, especially knowing her age and Reggie's age, it's like, what is the plan for this young man? Yeah. You like this? And she was his only caregiver. You know, yeah, because also he wasn't he wasn't resilient. He wasn't he'd been taught no independence. He was totally reliant on her. She hadn't made sure that he had ways of coping or looking after himself or anything like that. He was totally yeah. dependent on her. And I, sometimes I mean, if people have got a sibling, yeah. the care would pass <laughs> to the sibling, but Knowing yeah. that there wasn't a sibling, she should have. I just think it was really irresponsible of her not to have even given it a thought mm-hmm. or had a conversation with Fred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, do you know what? So, speaking of Fred and Violet, Violet is one of my favorite characters. I think she's amazing. But can I just say her reaction yeah. to the whole situation? just really shows the sign of the times the fact that she said he's simple and he needs proper yeah, care you know yeah. just the, the use of that word with him and obviously she was completely ignorant and, and spoiler alert she did not feel like that at the end she loved him and, yeah. and I think because I was quite shocked because I, I love Violet as well and I was really shocked by her reaction because Same. even just the fact that she said to Fred why have you brought him here yeah even the fact that like why wouldn't he's his he's mom's family. literally died today yeah. of course she would bring him like, to your if, house today if, if my husband brought a kid who just lost their dad i'd never met this kid before i wouldn't be like why have you brought them here i'd be like oh come in do you want something like yeah. let's make so, you feel okay yeah i really do think it is trying to portray like how society view down syndrome at that time like there's just yeah. not a, a, no understanding of it well, exactly. also an, an evolution too for Violet and Reggie together because yeah. I mean I think that was like what was I mean yeah it was it was hard at the beginning when she was This Mother's Day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm like, oh, okay, well, hi, Reggie, but like, I've got like stuff to do or whatever. But the thing is like when, when Fred said, you know, like he needs his pants hemmed for the funeral and then she was like, oh, well, I can get those doing for you and everything. And then they had that really, oh, the scene between the two of them where she was like pinning his pant legs up and he was talking to her and he was like, well, he, she's like, how are you doing, Reggie? And he's like, okay, I feel, I, he's like, I'm doing okay. He's like, I feel kind of happy. And then he was like getting really upset. And he's like, but I feel like, you know, that's bad because mom is angry. And she's like, why do you think oh. she'd be angry? He's like, because she's not here. And we oh just do a shout God. out so the actor who plays Reggie, amazing. Oh, oh, yeah. When, when and also, was... since mine and Bex's for it, for into that talk with Heidi Thomas, obviously, we yeah. do know that Heidi Thomas in real life, the writer of Called Midwife, her brother in real life has got Down syndrome. So she wanted to portray yeah. this well and, yeah. and kind of represent Down syndrome people in the show. And, and I just think that's really lovely that it's like a family thing, connection to her as well. Well, and and I'll just say like, not to go too deep into it or whatever, but I when I lost my dad, like grief is so weird. And one of the things that I remember feeling was, you know, like he'd already died but I was I I kept having these feelings of like who's gonna take care of him like is he gonna be okay and it and it was so straight it was like the strangest thing because in my mind it was like I knew that you know like he didn't need to be taken care of anymore like and of course he was fine you know but like not fine I mean but you know what I mean when I say that and and when Reggie said that it just like really flooded me because I just I mean like again I, you know I, the, the show has so many layers and it covers so many different topics yeah. but I just think the way that they talk about like grief and death and dying and I know it's a time Topic that a lot of us avoid but I just find it to be so honest and so real and so Roll. like sensitively handled and so yeah. raw and real and yeah. when Reggie was expressing that feeling like it was so real and I just it I mean it instantly just had me like weeping honestly when I was watching last night because I was I just was like, this is so genuine. And then Vi like comforting him and she said everything right. And it was so beautiful. And I just I just loved that scene so much. I thought it was just absolutely perfect. Well, the whole storyline with this was also, so Fred and Violet were like, well, he can't stay here yet. Fred, less so. But then they were like, we need to find somewhere for him to go. St. Gideon's is closed now and there are yeah. only institutions. So then they're looking around at different places. And well, during this Reggie's, whole time, They Violet's say Reggie's too old him. for one of the other places that they were going to recommend. Yeah. And in the meantime, Violet's warming to him. Um, but yeah. then Fred decides he's going to have to go on a recce to have a look at places. And he rings a hospital called Lynchmere and decides that he's going to go and take a look at it and see if it's suitable for Reggie, because they say they've got a space for him. Yeah. So but Reggie is already, like, Fred's been taking Reggie down the allotment with him. He's been helping out with the garden. Sister Monica Jones been chatting to Reggie. Now, yeah. I loved the scene where Fred opened the car door and Sister Monica Jones was already sat there. <laughs> oh. And then well, just to give context to that, so he says he's going to go to Lynchmere Hospital to look, and he was talking to Monica, Sister Monica Jones, who's been having a lot to do with, with Reggie. 
spreadsheet, like you said. And he said, we're going to, I'm going to have a look here because obviously they've got a space for me. She was like, it's not a hospital for sick people. Yeah. And like, that's exactly like the, she's, she's already where we are on this. Like, yeah, it's mm. not sick. He shouldn't be in a, he doesn't need to be in a hospital. So yeah, you're right. She goes into the car waiting for him with Fred. And if anything, I think Fred's actually quite relieved about that because he doesn't really want to go on his own to this place. No. And she and says like, two opinions. She says two opinions are better than one, particularly if one is mine. <laughs> 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 I thought when they pulled up, I thought this was an old workhouse, isn't it? It had a look oh, of yeah. it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was like all stone, stone floors, stone walls. Like it just looked like anywhere you touched, we were gonna like bump yourself and like leave a bruise. It was very cold. And then locked into the dormitories. Yeah, because Fred was asking, are all the wards locked? Because they were seemed to be a bit. It was very brutal, wasn't it? It was really yeah. austere, really brutal, really horrible environment. And basically, the room they were like, is that going to be which where would where would Reggie be? And she took him to this room that was locked and unlocked the door, let them in, and it was just a load of men in this room, and there was just one little bed in the corner it was horrible they all was just cooped up into this room and obviously he likes going into the garden with fred and it was just absolutely awful so then the whole the whole building by the way was gray like literally every color in that scene was gray it was like all the life had gone out 100 because it looked like there was a guard on the gate yeah there was yeah yeah, definitely. So anyway, Fred and Sister Monica Joan are going around and then suddenly we see a, a, a patient with another nurse who's walking away from treatment or something we don't know, but walking with a, with a, with a nurse and it, they have a wimple on. But like, is it a wimple? Just a little cap thing? Like, this, like the skull cap kind of thing. Yeah. Not, not a wimple, but just like the, the white cap that they wear to cover their hair so that they're... Yeah, but yeah. I... And obviously we've seen Sister Mary Cynthia wear that when she was a postulant when she when she was actually injured at first after the after the whole attack so anyway i saw her oh my goodness that looks like sister mary cynthia but you don't know if it is because obviously you can't see a face so i was like oh sister mary cynthia the first time i saw this and then sister mary june no not the name's not sister monica joan who's sister mary june sister (laughs) monica joan sister mary june that's she's coming up in series the next series (laughs) <laughs> Sister Monica Jones just runs off after it, and Fred's like, "Whoa, whoa, where are you going?" Kind of completely away from the tour guide that was with it, and yeah. he runs after her. And Sister, it was oh my goodness, what a scene, girls! So there's a oh. window. Of Sister Sister Mary Cynthia is locked in this room with a window, and she's sat on the bed, and she's not herself. You can see that she's kind of looking into the distance a bit. She's just a shell of a former self. Yeah. And Sister Monica Jones at the window, absolutely bereft at this at this scene. And then yeah. Sister Mary Cynthia like turns to look at them, and you can tell she kind of recognizes them, but you can also tell that she kind of doesn't. And then yeah. Sister Mary June, Sister Sister Mary June, Sister Monica Joan puts her hand up onto the glass, and Sister Mary Cynthia puts her hand onto the glass as well. And it's one of the most moving I just burst into tears, oh, like uncontrollable hormonal tears at that yeah. scene. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, terrible. Fred looked so sad as well, didn't he? Yeah. Now wait, yeah. can I just can I just recap for a second? Because I I think I might I think my brain is just glitching. But like I know Cynthia was attacked. I know she was struggling with it. But did she ask to go to the mother house, or was someone did someone send her to the mother house? And then she I know she didn't go, house. but she like got re put here but like how did she end up leaving what what was the deal there so do you remember she i cannot tell you who the characters were but do you remember that really Mr. horrible Ursula. character Mr. Ursula. oh no but she do you remember the um the mother with the who was married to the gangster who just got out of prison and yeah that kind of triggered it then she was going to go to the mother house oh right she got really upset and... when he when he tried to attack it 
at the time. Yes, I, had. I remember that. I remember that. Yep, yep, yep. So then she was going to go to the mother house. But then I think, and do you think Sister Juliet, because then Trixie, when she came back from South Africa, was like, I stayed at the mother house on my way back and Sister Mary Cynthia isn't there. Did Sister Juliet know that she's not at the mother house? No, no, oh, she was horrified. she definitely didn't. She was like, I thought she was there. Like, what's going on? And, you know, and, and so she, okay. So it was the recommendation that she go to the mother house to kind of like rest, recover, rehab, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's and where then... they all thought she was. But obviously Sister Ursula was kind of gatekeeping and stopping Sister Juliet from contact. Yeah. But do you, I mean, but this is the thing. Do you think the mother house would have sent her to Lynchmere? Well, the thing is, would the mother house have known that it actually was as brutal as it was? They're probably thinking they're doing the right thing, that she needs treatment. They're not going to help her where she is because she needs actual intervention and treatment. Because also when she was at Lynchmere, like obviously it was a facility that was for treatment. So obviously Reggie wouldn't need anything, but it it also was for people who did need treatment. It did need psychiatric help. And also they they were recommending electroconvulsive therapy, which is still used to this day, might I I add. Yeah, and I looked this up because I, well, I was thinking that it was barbaric. And I, but it is still you. I think so. Yeah. I looked it up because I thought it was just cruel that they were doing it, and it, surely it's not something that's still still done. But it was developed in the 1930s because they noticed that patients who were suffering from schizophrenia or depression, who also suffered from who were epileptic, improved after they'd had an epileptic fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's only a short term kind of fix because that's why they. Ha- keep having to repeat the treatment and the reason it's not used nowadays is because other medications are much better but in really severe cases they do still use it today yeah, yeah. but it's 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 a very it's much more like the use of it is much more finely d- administered you know yeah, and, it's, and, it's, own, and yeah. it's also yeah. not just kind of doled out to like any woman who's ever like cried burst into tears or like yelled at her husband once or whatever you know what I mean it's like yeah. you yeah, have to so. have a very significant history like a diagnosis a heavy monitoring like yeah it's a lot more it's so it's a lot, it's Fred a and Sister Mary, Monica Joan, and Sister Monica Joan was so upset. And Fred was like, please calm yourself so I can actually drive because he was so upset by it too. So they go back to the Nartis house and obviously they tell Sister Julianne all about it. Sister Julianne then tries to visit Sister Mary Cynthia at the Lynchmere. And the nurse was just, this is a mental hospital. It takes more than sympathy and kind words to heal our patients, which, yeah. She is she is right in a way, but at the same time, yes. But it I should mean, probably what, be in humanity? conjunction. Yeah, but in conjunction with would be nice. Well, you know, like you're gonna. It doesn't do any harm. No, well, it doesn't have to be stark horrificness, and you're not allowed any kind of words or any kind faces well, and patience. It's not one or the other. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. They're kind of saying it yeah, is. Yeah, So that annoyed me. I was a bit like, just let her in. Let her see her. Let her, let her have the warmth of Sister Julianne, someone she knows loves her. Like, I just well, think also, that would make such a difference to her. By the way, I mean, I you know, we didn't get to see it, or at least I didn't get to see it in my version. But, like, when the nurse comes in and she's like, oh, doctor thinks that, like, you know, you're not taking to the treatment. Like, that's her fault, by the way. And, um, you know, like, we need to try something else and we're going to do this thing now. Basically just informing her, not even, like, giving her any, like, you know, ability to, like, be, you know, working with someone on her treatment you know just being told what her treatment is going to be and she's like well I really am trying and everything and it was just and I was like I shudder to think what the therapy was this doctor was doing I was like I mean you know like modern psychology and like psychotherapy and everything that has obviously come a long way since the 1960s even like talk therapy back then you know what I mean like was he even doing that you know was he even like you know understanding the fact that like she was having a lot of her issues because of a traumatic event like and and again trauma-informed care definitely that wasn't happening with this guy so I just was like you're punishing her I mean again it's just it was just 
it was a very upsetting scene to watch in terms of like the, the mental health care. It really was. But also, there. so the other thing that happened after this is Fred came home to Violet and he was like, I don't care what you think on this. Like, I don't care. I've been there. And We're not Reggie is not not going there and she'd already changed her mind anyway she's fallen in love with Reggie she loves him she's yeah. like no no we don't want him and he was like if I could save everyone in there I would I'd bring them all home taking them all yeah. home with me yeah, oh, yeah. I love him so. also by the way Reggie is not mentally ill like he doesn't that mm-hmm. he, he has developmental issues and like you know yeah, but I feel like that's like... what they're trying to with they're trying to take us on the journey that Violet goes on this like oh. she realizes that he's not simple he's totally. not these things that she thinks he is she loves him he's gorgeous she you know but this is another thing where Sheila does some research because Sheila's been on bed rest. Mm-hmm. I was loving Sheila's bed rest. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep seeing her in that nightie. It's just, I'm just like, oh, there's no warmth in that nightie. <laughs> yeah, but there was warmth in the eider down on top of her on the, uh, on the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> I did, I'm not going to lie. I was loving that. You know, when, you, when you're ill from school and you're allowed to, it was when, I was, when I was little and I was sent home from school ill or whatever, or I was like, yeah. usually I was sent home from school ill because my mum was like, you're going in. She was a teacher <laughs> and she was just like, you know, you're not missing school unless you're Head's falling off. Um, yeah. I was like usually sick and then sent home. And um, you, because we were home from school, we were allowed to sit on the sofa or lie on the sofa with our duvet and watch telly. Oh, height of luxury. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an adult now, I can do it, but oh, nothing, oh. nothing more luxurious than your duvet on the sofa. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Like literally, like laying on the sofa for like three hours, like doing nothing, like one leg out, one leg in, a drink like right next to you, the remote. Yeah. Like, you know, now we have phones, so like, you know, off and on playing oh my gosh yeah Oh, anyway, so she's been on bed rest after her maternity stint, but she's feeling loads better. She says she feels loads better. She's sick of lying there. Let's yeah. be honest. We know we know I'm exactly the same. So uh, and <laughs> as she, much and as I looks, want the bed rest. And she looks significantly more pregnant. Like her bum oh, yeah. is like really oh, out yeah. this time. So like you get the sense now she's like at least six, seven months along, you know? Yeah. So she does some research for them because she's trying to find some places and she's like, well, you know, because he's over because he's under 21, he's over 21, he can't go to like the good places. Anyway, she she sees this article about this place called the glass house and it's for kids like reggie um adults like reggie who can work earn a living but there's different things they can do anyway fred and violet take reggie to have a look and i like the way that they took him to go and have yeah, a look it's his decision yeah. he's an adult yeah but also this place was so different oh, i mean lovely. it was it was like literally night and day from lynchmere like it was oh it yeah was so like bucolic and gorgeous and the sunlight was dappling in and they had these lovely people were like hello Reggie, like, come over here, mate. You know, I mean, it was just, it was. Yeah, but he was so... like, "What do you like doing?" He's like, "I'm a gardener." He's like, "Oh, we always need one of them here." Reggie's instantly, you know, in the middle of. He's in the middle of everything. He's in the throng. He's loving it. He's just absolutely yeah. having a great time. He's he's mixing with people because he's already told Fred that he's lonely. Yeah. Oh yeah, wait, he's sorry. Very, I, have, I have, speaking of the gardening, I have to call out Fred. Fred and Reggie are in my overalls this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! When I saw Reggie in them, I was like, oh music to my ears like I I know it's a visual reference but just <laughs> oh I was so excited I was like Reggie's in those overalls Fred's rocking them like they're doing the bulbs they're doing the weeding and everything and oh talking about the bulbs he he gets the I bulbs know, as a present for his mum yeah and then and what does he do at the end throws them in on the coffin I did think he planted those far too deep Reggie they're not going to come up but <laughs> um <laughs> 
but then when they when Violet and Fred have taken Reggie and they're leaving, Violet opens her purse and there's a bag of bulbs in her handbag, and I yeah. loved it. And it's, oh, it said Violet on the in his writing on, on the, the envelope, yeah, yeah, on the bag, the paper bag. Oh, it absolutely sent me. It absolutely but also Fred and Violet didn't want to leave him in the end. They were like, we don't want to leave, but they knew they were doing the right thing because obviously they knew he'd have an amazing time. He was choosing to stay there, but yeah. they just loved him so much. So now he's got a home with them and a home yeah. there, and I, oh my heart was just full, full, full. Oh, oh it was just it was it was truly a, a bomb to the soul after like yeah, what yeah. in other ways had been a really tough episode yeah also oh speaking of homes so sheila yeah so speaking of homes sheila was doing basically the fact is they're living in a flat angela is sharing a bedroom with timothy, timothy. who's a 15 year old boy with a two-year-old like, when is that going to work in the in no, the no. of words? No, no, no. And and Doctor Turner's like, you need to you need to keep your stuff tidy. He's like, do you really think it's me who's not? He's living with a two year old. <laughs> so Sheila finds a house, and she finds this. I love that house. Like they've obviously tried to make it look like it was brand new, but obviously it was this like new build, nineteen fifties. I know council house kind of thing. I loved like those little windows that were like sprinkled on the front. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, yeah it's windows. like the glass the bricks, isn't it? The glass bricks. Yeah, yeah they, have exactly. them in, they have them in lattices in neighbors and Paul's office. They still have them now. Yeah, well, it's like it's like the price of the house. The no, what was it? The house price for sale two nine nine five. No, like a massive four bed house in the middle of Poplar. <laughs> no, I wondered where nine, does nine, it ever say dollars? Oh, because it looks as if it's going to be a bit more suburban, doesn't it? But are they still right in the thick of it? Yeah, they're right in the thick of it. For the storyline, they are. I don't know yeah. how many of those that council houses were built in the middle of Poplar, where it's like a bit, a bit with some trees and stuff around. But I don't know. But <laughs> for, for the storyline, for the sake of the storyline, they're right in the centre, right in the thick of it. So should we talk about Valerie Dyer as well? Because she's very excited oh, about work. She is. And how young is her mum? She's younger than us. <laughs> <laughs> her mum's like 35. Yeah, exactly. Oh, her mum literally was like 32. Yeah, I love that her uncle Pete just put all her bags on his barrow. I know. <laughs> and also, can I just say, Valerie, like, you know, when you're younger and you, you are embarrassed by everything your mum does, and I know my six-year-old's getting that to that point now, but, like, her mum gave us some uh, biscuits and they were broken, and she was like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing, mum, I can't get broken biscuits. I was like, calm down, Val. Calm down. <laughs> She's like, they all go down the same anyway. Where do you think they're going to go? Like, come on now. You know, like, just put them yeah, in there Yeah, but that's exactly how I was when we went to the Call the Midwife talk, wasn't it? I was like, a, I was like an embarrassed teenager. It really was. She was like, "Shut up, mom." <laughs> you're you're really just like desperate to ask a question. I was like, "Don't ask, I'm Alex." <laughs> she was like, "You turned to Kevin, the teenager." I was a bit like, "It's all right. I'm not going to do anything bad." You're like, you're making us look so stupid. Ooh. Yeah, but also the scene. So obviously, Valerie said excited to come. She also empties uh, half the wardrobe and lol, uh, yeah. which made me laugh. She was like, "Oh, you yes, Trixie took that well." I thought Trixie took it well, but she was a bit like it of an aside, like, oh, yes, my wardrobe. And she was like, well, I needed somewhere to put both my dresses. And they all laughed. <laughs> so, But then it kind of was like a bit tense for that bit. And then, then it was nice. I was just going to say, like, the scene where Sister Monica Joan came up to her while she was making a cup of tea and was like, oh, yeah. I, I was the midwife that took care of you, me and Sister Evangelina. She said, I cut your umbilical cord. Yeah, I, that was and, my next thing. It made me so... Oh, oh, it. It made the me way so she just said it, I, so what much. got me was that she was, like, born in a blizzard. Yeah, yeah. second daughter of whatever her mum's name was, somebody 
die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was it was so touching. Like it was Sister Monica Joan was like absolutely A plus 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 this week. Like she it was, was really she was in one of the good part. weeks. Oh man, she was just on fire. Like every scene was just like so beautiful with her and it was just so lovely. And I when didn't that... know Valerie was really affected by it. It was really sweet. Yeah. But when that in that scene, like Valerie's just pottering in the kitchen, and then Sister Monica Joan just appears, like she's was she ready for bed? Yeah, because she had her hair down and everything. She was like a phantom. It was like, ah! <laughs> that's what I thought was going to happen. I think she's literally going to scare Valerie to death because she just like glided in. <laughs> she just floated. It wasn't even like... I am the ghost of your past and I remember your birth. <laughs> I was there. Oh, the blizzard, second daughter of the, the dyers. You entered this life in my watch. <laughs> Six pound eleven. <laughs> me the sister who gone before me sister Angelina <laughs> oh speaking of sisters sister Winifred and the driving oh, lols oh, lols oh, the fact she's oh, like yes oh. I want to learn to drive in your car well I'm not a cheeky bugger <laughs> I know and you're gonna teach me like again your car like I'm literally gonna ream that clutch to death like I'm gonna absolutely gut it like the whole time I may crash into something but yeah that's what we're gonna use and she's just but like also, oh. what, she passes a test what she's just gonna drive nurse crane's car well exactly and, and then it made me think like does nurse crane get like mileage reimbursement or anything she does they actually like... have referenced that before and she does yeah oh, okay. she, she was really strict about putting a mileage in wasn't she <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like yeah the wear and tear and like you're driving around london streets and locking it and all this i mean i was just well, like they're not all paved either it's all cobbled i know i know that is not good for your suspension especially in, i don't know if any of you've been in a classic morris minor they are not the smoothest of rides <laughs> i just thought i was like phyllis you were so gracious because i would be like whoa 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 like we need a company car okay like i don't really know if i want you to like get fred to get the van out and teach him on that you know like oh yeah they've got fred's van yeah yeah yeah, like we gotta we gotta figure out another way here, or like Tom's like school bus or whatever. You know what I mean? Like or whatever vehicles there are. Like I just she went straight for Phyllis, and it was like, uh, okay, yeah. But she was really excited. But she, I, I think she's gonna be a terror behind the wheel, basically. Isn't that right? At least for a few episodes. Yeah, she's always got like these harebrained schemes. She's like the harebrained yeah. schemes. She's interested None. in in anything but midwifery, really. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. I do she... love her though. I do love her enthusiasm. She's always so enthusiastic and lovely and bright. And I really do love her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's very sweet, sweet. But lady. today I was a bit like, read the room. That's not your car. It's like <laughs> me saying, oh, do you know what? I'm going to do interior design. I'm doing it in your lounge. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to pay for it. And that's yeah. how it's going to go. And it's like going to be what I want. You know what I mean? Well, no, like, no. The, 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 the Nanatis house will pay for the paint, but it won't be in any of your choice. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Should we do yeah. Zeros and Heroes, ladies? Let's do it. Who's first? I'll go. Jen, Jen's got a look like she's not even thought about it. <laughs> I like to do it's it. Not like so we do it every week, Jen. Don't worry about it. Do you know what I mean? It's not like we. It's not like something that we historically have done for six series now. <laughs> I don't know why. I never the thing is, that. I'm always left thinking about it now. I don't know why I don't ever prepare this beforehand. I, I am. Spoilers. Spoiler for everyone here at home. I prepare beforehand. Carry <laughs> on. <laughs> so my hero is going to be Fred. Okay. Yeah, because he's absolutely stepped up this week. He stepped up with Reggie. He stepped up with something else as well. Sister Monica Joan, he was lovely. Sister Monica Joan. Even with Vi. Yeah, he was just an all-round good egg. Yeah, yeah. he was amazing. Really so good. Fred is my hero. My zero is Sister Winifred being so presumptuous. You've just choked. You've just stolen my zero. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's fine. You can't go for it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe we should prepare in advance and discuss in advance. 
no, no. It, I like I like the spontaneity of it. Shall I yeah. go next? You sure. go. Because Jen, my still hero needs is she's Nurse Phyllis Crane. Yeah, she's Phyllis Crane. She's not a sister because she's not a nun. No, sister is in nurse sister. She's just maybe she's not advanced that much. Well, she should be. She should be because she was telling everyone oh, what to do. Like how Jenny Lee was like sister, yeah, sister nurse Lee or nurse sister yes, Lee. Yes, normally nurse Crane's in, in charge. Anyway, that's by the by. Anyway, she's my hero, and she okay. should be a sister. Let's campaign for it. Um, yeah. But yeah, she's my hero because I thought the way she actually took. I think she was taken by surprise by Sister Winifred's like request, but actually oh, she yes. was very good natured about it. And also, I think she did want her to progress. I think she was a bit like, do you know what? Yeah. You have got a point. It is good to be good, good for women, and and for you to want to do this and progress. And so, yeah, for one, it, I I like it driving. Let's do it. So I, I mm-hmm. did like I really like the way she was really good humoured about taking that. My zero of the week is going to be. It was going to be Sister Winifred because I just thought that was bloody cheeky. Um, my zero <laughs> of the week is going to be the nurse who was basically like she and sympathy won't do anything. Yeah. Uh, I just I just thought well no actually being kind to someone and having someone that you know there would actually probably do a lot. So go away yeah i'll i'll end on a high note so i'll do my zero first for me my zero is crystal's poor teeth they're so bad they're so bad and i and i and i don't mean her because i mean if dental fear is really real and even mr dockerel said it and all of that but like her poor teeth were so bad in those abscesses and it was just terrible and like i can only imagine how painful it was and how honestly sorry to crystal but like disgusting it was and like i'm glad she got her teeth fixed but that was really that was really horrible and yeah, just everyone like please take care of your teeth okay and then my hero is gonna be vi this week because i feel like i just think there's a lot to be said for a personal evolution and yeah. you know she started off kind of in a certain type of way not completely discompassionate but you know not really feeling you know like the outpouring for reggie but she did open her home and open her hearts to him and they really loved each other by the end and like again that scene between the two of them when she was mending mending his pants not mending hemming his pants for him just absolutely like touched me and by the end when he like when he gave her bulbs like he gave his mom I just felt that showed absolutely everything about kind of what they kind of became to each other and everything and I just I just thought it was so absolutely beautiful and now Vi is gonna be like forever better and different because of this experience and I just I just applaud it yeah off that high note I really want to read you this message we've had from someone on Twitter (laughs) (laughs) called Ali who is absolutely slating Tom and it made me lol I thought she was going to be slating us no 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 so so Ali off Twitter. We've had quite a few messages of Ali and they are brilliant. So they say, literally, like, I do not like Tom as a character. I'm sorry, but I had to say it. And then they say this, right? Ooh, let's smear bill cream on the wall and then act hypocritical about birth control. Let's tell Trixie she isn't suited to the church and then act surprised when she dumps me. Let's not at all consider Trixie's feeling when I start dating Barbara, even though Barbara feels guilty and awkward. Like, go away. I do not have time nor the energy for you. LMAO. <laughs> that absolutely made me howl. So thank you so much, Ali. We've it's had so loads true, of messages. Though. It's so true. Um, but oh, also, I don't, I don't have time for all the messages for everyone who've all been so lovely about our return. So just to say thank you so much. I've got some really lovely messages to come up for the listener special we're going to do at the end of this series as well. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, on that note, if you've got any questions you want to ask us, any things you want us to discuss or anything like that on the listener oh, special, right. we are going to be doing peanut butter sandwiches and fluffer nutters. And that yes. will include my six-year-old for the first part of that because my six-year-old is desperate to join us on it. Oh, so, gosh, I know. Really I, love, I love hearing her little voice at the beginning when she says, Welcome to Recall the Midwives. <laughs> Do you know what? So... I just got rid of it, actually. 
Oh, well, I I'll re-record it. I'll re-record I, it. It's fine. I enjoyed it for the episode she was featured on, and if she yeah. comes back, great. And if she doesn't, that's okay too. But also, I'm gonna just point out that we are we're recording out of sequence. So you've just as we're recording this, you're just starting to get back into a regular. So like, because by the time people hear this, they're gonna be like, we're halfway through a series. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but that's my point. I want them to send it for soon. So when so I've got a load by the time it gets to the end of the series. Yeah, yes. but what I mean is when you say because of our return, like we return for that, but for everyone. Oh, uh, see, you mean sorry? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, so, but yeah. girls, this this is actually going to be nice. So, like, as we all know how time works, like we're only getting closer to Christmas every week, and we have we just did episode five. So there's I think ten episodes this season, right? With the Christmas special. So by the time we actually yeah, but record- again we. We're recording at different times, but they're going to be at different times when they actually air, aren't they? No, no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's always nice to record a Christmas special around Christmas time yeah. because it gives the it gives our energy about Christmas like that much more like life and them and vigor. We know and we love like we that. love a Christmas episode. We do. Yeah, and we may record the listener special before Christmas depending on how scheduling works out. So just to say, we may even bring that Christmas energy to the listener special, which. Energy, yeah, yeah. So on that point about listener special and everything, if you do have any questions, please, please let us know. So you can message us on Instagram, on mm-hmm. Twitter, on Facebook. You can uh, email us, Instagram, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Did I not say Instagram for me? So yeah, DM us, slide into our DMs. Uh, we love that. Um, you can also email us on what is our email address? I've completely forgotten. Oh, we, call is, we call the midwife. Yeah, we call the midwife at, at gmail. gmail. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so we call them yeah. at gmail.com. Message us with any questions, anything you want to talk about. Any stories you have, we'll read them all out. They're all really much appreciated. Um, someone has sent in, I will, uh, her name's Corey, but we'll uh, we'll speak about that near the time. But I've got one who literally has the most amazing peanut butter stuff to tell us. So I've, I've saved that for the listener special. But yeah, oh, okay, quick so being, you, all your messages are read and they will be read out, loads of them. So, uh, awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. Message us, let us know, subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube, you know, give us loads of good feedback. Don't bother with it's negative, you know what I mean? You're not, you're not going to still be listening if it's negative, let's be honest, it's always rambling on at the end because we just can never end the episode. So, <laughs> on that note, shall we say bye-bye, ladies? Bye-bye. Yes. Bye-bye. See you next week. See you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.